Hi there, welcome to Shiloh Tabernacle London. We're located in South East London in Woolwich Dockyard, Block 1, Unit 9, Dockyard Industrial Estate, Woolwich Church Street, SC18 5PQ. Join us for our Bible study every Friday from 7.30 to 9pm and you can't miss our Sunday services packed with prayer, vibrant worship and a powerful word. First service is 9am to 10.30 followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now for the best part, let's get into the word. Spirit will capture our minds and our hearts and everything as we approach to be fed by the Holy Spirit. Can you take your just take some few words out of your heart? There's another song that is coming. And every song that is coming is a, is just a strength to your faith. So worship Him with your words. Just worship him with your word. Just lift him higher than the mountain before you. Lift him higher than the valley you are going through. Lift him higher than the medication you are taking of every now and then. You've taken medication and you're tired of them. You have fasted, you have prayed, and there's nothing changing. Lift him higher. You are a God who sees why I cannot see. You touch why I cannot touch. You come as You are the head of the church. You are the source, the source, the strength of our soul. My God, you are the source of our strength. You are the source of our provisions. You are the source of our protection. And this afternoon, Lord, we stand to testify. They have been there for us. We stand to testify. We come We have testimonies, Lord. That you are a God who sustains our love for you, Lord, towards you, Jesus. We stand to testify. God still provides Tell the truth If he's been good to you Raise a shout If he brought you out Everything with bread Sing praise Testify. We testify that you are a good if God. God. Still we do testify, my Father, that I have touched our lives, my Father, and we truth. cannot complain at all, Jehovah God. If you have touched our lives spiritually and physically. You have spoken a word, my Father, in the times of need. You have encouraged us, my Father, in the times if of waters. We have seen you in the fires, oh God. If you have seen God in your fires, testify.
God seated at the right hand of the Father. Spirit of the sovereign God, take over. Take over. Give him a my hand clap. God bless you, children of God. I want to share with us. Uh, some are somehow my experiences. Some are somehow the word of God, if he brings it, I'm available for that. In a few minutes, we'll be leaving this room. But I've encountered with God who heals our inner man. There are so many times you feel like you're so strong. And people will say, hey, you're strong. You, you know you're okay. You. And when you have encouraged others, that's when you hit the wall. And when the, the crowd is gone home, that's when you face your mountain. I want to speak to somebody this afternoon. Whether you're on that wall, whether you're in the valley, whether you're climbing a mountain and sliding, there is a God who takes care of us. And this God does not sleep. And he does not slumber because he loves you. So this afternoon, the word I have for us, that when you're alone in the room, what do you do? When you're left alone, what are the thoughts that come on your mind? I want to appreciate the men of God and the women of God who gave us, who fed us last Sunday, our, our minister, our fellow minister. Minister Busura, she made it very well. And I wonder where do you get that grace? Can you just pray for me? He just, he comes and he speaks and everybody's touched. And Bridget did amazing work as well. Bridget, we love you and we pray that God will continue to lift you, to lift this family in Jesus' name. There is a place, <laughs> there is a place in God where is marked your name. 
Okay, there is a place in God where your name is marked. There is a place in the heart of God where God has already ordained it that this, this place, this corner is for joyous. So when people around you cannot understand what you're going through, it is well. Even you, you don't understand what is going on in their lives. It is okay when you feel you cannot stand in this place called faith. It is okay. I won't say that it's normal, but it is okay by, by the, at this moment. So God wants us to know that even when we went through fires, there is a place. Just today, go with this. There is a place in God. And that place is me, is for me. I don't know whatever you're going through, but there is a place I was uh, asking God. I don't know you guys if you're like me. I will ask God so many questions. Why so and so is in my life? Why are you bringing that person in, in our church? And then this place, you don't get any answer. But one thing you have to do is to believe. Is to have faith that God has allowed it to happen. Those are people. How about the, the, the brothers and sisters whom we have grown with? And then God starts taking one by one. And for you, you're still standing. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah! What do you do when you have prayed and fasted? And some of us, you have taken the Esther fasting. To some of us, you have taken that Daniel ones. Esther is three days. Daniel is 21 days. And then other things. What do you do when you cannot do anything you want to do? What do you do when you have prayed and fasted and you feel there is nothing like a breakthrough? There is something you can do. Stand and believe in God. Hallelujah. This week... The Lord has been speaking so amazing words in us. And from Friday, the Lord has been speaking to us. But before I go any further, I want to testify of a, of a certain mother who has been crying so much tears that God will break through for her, her son to have papers of this country. We were in the midst of intercession. On Wednesday, the Lord spoke to us that his autumn will never be. The last year's autumn won't be the same as autumn of this year. I got that word when the Lord spoke to me to, concerning mercy. That he, her, 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 her summer of last year will not be the same as this summer. It happened. And on Wednesday, I don't know if it was our words. I don't know if it was our intercessions, but for me, I will say the intercession of this mother caused, it caused the home office to say yes to this boy. There is a place in God where he says that concerning this case must be closed. Agnes, come here, come. There is a place in God you know, sometimes we come and we prophesy and we do not give God a, 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 a word of a thanksgiving. Don't worry. I will tell, I will, I will, I will. You speak in English, I, I, I translate. If you don't want me to translate, you do it. <laughs> the good news. 
Hallelujah. I can go to heaven now. <laughs> I remember one day I told my God that, no, 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 no. Don't take me before I see my children's happiness. So if I go now, don't worry, either I fry or. <laughs> Hallelujah. I used to fear death. But Jesus conquered the death. Hallelujah. There is no death. No, no at all. Hallelujah. I thank God so much for this church. Hallelujah. I thank God so, so, so much for our Pastor Ruben, our Father Ruben, our Shepherd Pastor Ruben, our everything. He's a father. Hallelujah. He's a father. He's a, a watch. A watch what? A watchman. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is, he is. Because of him, we are here. Hallelujah. Yes, because of him, give him a hands. Give him a thanks. Give him a thanks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have words to describe him. Hallelujah. According to the speech of God, maybe later. Hallelujah. But he's wonderful. He's working according to the word. Hallelujah. He's moving according to the word. Hallelujah. Praise for him. Hallelujah. Please listen to him. Hallelujah. I will not say much, but that's what I've said, that for him, listen to him. Hallelujah. Again, I thank God for our mama. You see how much she is beautiful. <laughs> Hallelujah. She's been on my side. Hallelujah. She's been on my side. Hallelujah. She opened doors every day for me to come here to, to, to intercede for my family. Hallelujah. She opens door. Hallelujah. She gave me, she gave me time. She gives me time. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. They all know Bob got indefinite. 
We got it definite. But with encouragement from this family. Hallelujah. God bless you so much. God bless you so much, Pastor Joy. Hallelujah. It's good to have someone to cry with. It's good to have someone to cry with. As the Bible says that we are two or three. Agree. Agree. Because you may be two, but not agreeing with the situation. But she agreed. Hallelujah. So in the middle of intercession, God did wonders. I shouted here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened to neighbors. But glory be to God. I thank you so much, Pastor. Hallelujah. So it was on Wednesday when we were saying, you know, when you are in intercession, sometimes you look for the words you have never spoken in the presence of God. So we said, God, this autumn for Bob is, is not going to be the same as last year. So on Friday, we were here in the midst of the intercession. And it was very late. And I'm like, this boy waited for this time or what? But God did amazing work in Bob's life. And uh, yeah, now he can travel. You know, when you have never suffered of these papers, you, you cannot understand. You cannot appreciate God enough. But God has been amazing God. Yeah, so it's good to testify of the goodness of the Lord. Yeah, so we, we are in the book of John chapter 29 and the verses up to John 1, 29 to 32. John the Baptist is the guy who, who came and he was so powerful in his generation. He came preparing the way of the Lord. He came and he did amazing work. But somehow, somehow, there was a, pro a problem. Let's go to number 29 first. Verses 29, please. Thank you. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he who, of whom I said, after me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I will stop from there for this particular moment. I want to say to us that what do you feel, what do you do, what do you think when you are alone in the midst of pain? To some people will feel like suicide is the key. To some, to some will say, I need to go and talk to so-and-so. Others will get their phones and call. But somehow, somehow, after you have served God a lot, and now you are in a problem. This John, he was the very first powerful man of God in the New Testament. 
uh, uh, John, he has never seen anybody else preaching about Jesus. He has never seen anybody else preparing the way of the Lord besides the prophets in the Old Testament. So there was a moment in, 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 the, in the life of John the Baptist. Of course, John the Baptist, you remember when he was still in the womb, he managed to go, uh, the mother went to, 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 uh, to the cousin Elizabeth, uh, the mother of, uh, okay, John was the, the, the son of Elizabeth. And then Jesus was in the womb. But before they met, God had already ordained that John the Baptist will be the key person in his generation. May I speak to someone in this room that in your generation, you are the key person. You are important person in your family. So whether you are going through a lot, whether you are in, you're enjoying life, but you have to know this, put this also in your heart, on your mind, that I am important person. I enter into a room and I know I am important person. I don't need people to clap my, their hands for me. Do not wait for the pastor to say that you are important, you are anointed. No, 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 no. You are important person. John the Baptist, he's coming for a powerful mission. But this mission is actually impossible a little bit. Because what, they, what he's coming to do, he has never done it before. So in the heart of God, in that room of God in his heart, there is your name on it. And in that room, inside God, there is a purpose you have to follow. There is a mission you have to do. Praise Jesus. If there are some young people who need to go for Sunday school in this, the other room, please do go because there are some young people, little ones who are on Sunday school. Service is going on already. So, if God is saying, I have you in my heart, then I should trust God. People who trust God, they, their faith does not waver. They, no, 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 their faith does not faint. I am standing here not because I'm so strong. No, I am standing here because I'm a fighter. And I am fighting for whatever that's been going on in my family and in my life. And I'm saying no. To any situation that is against my faith. When John the Baptist was starting the mission, was starting the work, was starting the ministry, he did not know that there will be a day when he will remain alone. When do you do? When you're alone in pain. This is the moment. John the Baptist... He didn't know that time is coming when he will be in jail. And when he's in jail after like he's about to finish the mission. What he prophesied is there. The, the, the word of God, God used him. He's already at work. And he prophesies after prophesying. He's carrying everyone with him. Matthews and Matthews are turning to God. People are repenting. People are reconciling with the heart of God. But out of the blue, what he prophesied, it came to pass in his, uh, in his watch. I pray in Jesus' name. At your watch, whatever you've been confessing, it shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Whatever you've been asking God for, it shall come to to pass. I read this verse and encouraged me. I pray that it's going to be your encouragement. John the Baptist, 
He's crying, he's eating locusts, he's eating food that he's not supposed to be eating. I am speaking to the men and women of God who have been, they have been travailing in the ministry for years. And now they're encountering with cancer. Now they're encountering with arthritis. I am speaking to these men and women of God. Wherever you are, I command the power of God to hit that cancer, to hit that arthritis, to hit diabetes, to hit high blood pressure. Hallelujah. When you have preached the good news, and then to you, it come bad news. <laughs> Last week, I encountered with the bad news. I didn't, I, I didn't want to preach today, but uh, the Holy Spirit is so smart. And I'm here preaching. A best friend of mine went to be with the Lord. My sister. This girl, in primary school, we will, we will go outside, we will, we will agree and we say, we are going to go outside, we are going to exchange addresses. We go out, I come back with Goretti's dress. And the teacher will say, what were you doing? So we were exchanging dresses. Why? We love each other. We grow up loving each other. I loved Goretti. And you agreed in that. <laughs> we agreed and we said, if I die, you will bury me. If you die, I will bury you. And by then, we, I didn't even know God. We are just good girls. And I didn't bury her. But Jesus was there for me. In the midst of her pain, she believed in God. Yet she was married by Muslims. Where will Jesus come in this heart? Because his almighty God, his Elohim. We bless God, for Goretti died in the hands of God. We have a hope. Hallelujah. I was not supposed to go there, but uh, it's a living testament to me that I am a woman who loves people. And sometimes... You want the love back. Who doesn't want it back? <laughs> Last Sunday when the minister Bushiro was, pray, was preaching to us, and he seemed to say, here comes the bride. And I'm like, Lord, I've, I've, I've loved you, but I'm not sure if you come now. I'm in the pain, the midst of pain of many questions. If you come now, am I going? And this room online there's somebody who is asking herself or himself that if you come are you finding me here I swear I've missed everything the spirit of the sovereign God is asking us if I come now 
if I come now, am I finding my... If I come now, am I finding my bride ready? Telling you the truth, when Bushura was ministering, I, I looked around and I'm like, Jesus, are you still there for me? And this morning, somebody's asking, are you still there in my heart? Because of what you're going through, you're asking so many questions. And it so happened in the days of, of, of John the Baptist. He was preaching very well. And his words were touching lives. And it was a time when he said, Lord, are you the one? Can you imagine after saying that this is Jesus, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And then out of the blue, he's, he, he's, he's in a room alone. John the Baptist, he was in the room alone. Can you imagine, have you ever thought of this? That Jesus allowed John the Baptist to die in a prison. Can you imagine Jesus allowing the daughter of Herod, the daughter of Herod to ask the head of the John the Baptist? Can you imagine that? What are the questions on your heart? Because to some of us we are saying, God, why did you allow this? There's somebody in this sanctuary. There's someone online and you're saying, Lord, why? Why me, Lord? But, thank you. I asked those questions and I remembered our sister God said, I don't want to social medias. I don't want to announcing anything. I want you to celebrate. That's what God our sister said. Celebrate after I have gone. He put things, she put things in order. When I die, this is what my children will say. This is what the, this is the, the uh, this is the speech from my mother. Hey. So when you are in fear, you cannot remember those things, but you will be in fear of death. So my sister put everything in order. So it takes to my, it, it brings my, uh, my attention. Am I ready for Jesus to come and take me today? Is there anybody who is ready? If you're ready, go and make somebody else being ready. Hallelujah. John the Baptist, he has prophesied. People have touched, they are touched by God. And now he's in a prison. And to make the matter worse, the, 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 the daughter of Herod asks for his head. Can you imagine such a situation? Do you think God was there? Hey. Do you think Jesus was there for John? The answer is yes. When Jesus was a witness, all of us were witnesses of how the Spirit of God speaks. To some of us who have, who have touched God, you can say, Jesus is here. I've seen him. I've seen him in intercession. You have testified here of uh, the, the, the breakthroughs of uh, travel, whatever, papers. So, but after, after prophesying to others, then what? After encouraging others, after planting the church you loved and you feel like, yay, I've done great. And then you are alone in a room. I want to speak to a mother. You have taken nine months carrying that baby. Now you cannot connect to that baby. There is a time for everything. And because of that, there is a room in, in, in the God's heart for you and your child. Hallelujah. Why 
why God allows things to happen. He does not want us to think that he's not there, but he's taking us into another level of understanding him. When John the Baptist, after, after prophesying, after preaching the good news, he stood and he was judged in his heart. I'm talking to us when fear is encountering with your faith. I'm talking about when your faith is torn apart. When you're wrestling with your faith, imagine. Imagine you being in a room. Have you ever seen this, the, the, these people, who, the wrestlers? So your faith is there and you're here in the ring thing. And you're encountering, you're wrestling. Faith stand. Please, my face. I should stand, I should stand. During the baptism, something happened. But when he found himself in the jail, he questioned if Jesus was really the Messiah. Is there any place in you where you feel like is there a God in this situation? Is Jesus still Messiah? But the same person is the one, he's the person who prophesied that he's coming. He's the one who is coming behind me. Let's, let's go to Matthew 11, 2 to 6. When John the Baptist was, his face was still wavering in between, he asked himself, what if the, the God I served is not the real God? I do believe that he walked in a room in his heart and he did not find any faith in him. I do believe he entered into a place full of fear and then faith was gone away from him. Someone on this altar and online, you are in a room full of darkness, full of fear, and you're wrestling with your faith. And your faith is saying, yes, Jesus is real, but to you, you're saying, no, Jesus is not the Messiah. Matthew, yes, 11. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, are you the coming one? Or do we look for another? <laughs> Jesus answered and said to them, go and tell John the things which you hear and see. Blessings and honor to our God. Hallelujah. And go tell him that the blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. It was a moment someone on this, on the church online, someone on this, in this house, this is your message. And this has been my message. I encountered with God in my darkest hour. I found grace in my darkest hour. I found mercy in my darkest hour. I pray in Jesus' name that you will find peace where there's no peace. I speak life. I say, I proclaim and I decree declaring that you shall not die in that room full of fear. You shall not die there because God has touched me. And he can touch anybody. That is my statement. If God has found me by his faith, by his grace, sorry. 
There is a particular moment in life where you stand and ask God, is that you? And John the Baptist said, <laughs> let, let us just pause a little bit. This, this service is so different a little bit. Ask yourself, where was the face of, of John the Baptist at that particular moment? Something happens when we face our challenges. Something happens when we cannot speak, when we do not have enough faith to speak to our challenges. And I'm challenging us that may the face of God be increased in our lives in Jesus' name. John the Baptist, after proclaiming the coming God, <laughs> after saying that, guys, before Jesus comes to him to be baptized by John the Baptist, he had encouraged people, he had gathered people, and he said, guys, there is a God. There is a Jesus who is coming. And to tell that to say, I'm not even worthy to touch his shoes. This is a man I just, I'm just imagining how powerful is John the Baptist. He has never seen anybody doing the same ministry. He has never seen anybody. John the Baptist. The promise of God came upon him and he was prophesied in his days. And I pray that today, let there be a promise come to pass in your lives in Jesus' name. John the Baptist, he comes and he, pro he, he proclaims the good news. But he was not prepared. He was not prepared for the bad news. Because he didn't know. So many times we, don't, we do not have this discernment. Or we do not have this grace to see what is coming tomorrow. But thank God the grace finds us there. And the mercy said no to that thing that you are supposed to die of, but you're still living. Hallelujah. John the Baptist, he did not know <laughs> that he would be in jail. I am not prophesying prison, but I am saying to us, we should be prepared in a case of darkness hits you. We should be aware of things in life that happens and we do not have a solution. I had no solution on Wednesday. I had no solution. I had prayed and I have believed God. And I put everything to the table and I said, God, over to you. But what I don't want is to hear death in my family again. What do you do? There, uh, uh, somebody asked me, oh, she died of cancer again? Is that... So what, is, what name is your family carrying about you as an individual? God allows the situation to become worse so that your faith may be lifted, not withered, not wavered, not faint. Hallelujah. God does not want our faith to faint. God allows things to happen in, in humans. And I don't know what you're going through this Sunday. And to, to tell the truth, I don't care what will happen tomorrow. Because the Lord has already prepared me. I do not care. I used to, to be scared of fear. Fear left. And then I, I remained with death. Now death, it cannot scare me. 
reason being, if the word of God I read is real, then I should stand on that word of God. That's what John the Baptist needed. He needed to stand and say, I know Jesus has come and he will save me. You know why so many times we speak and we confess words that are not that, that evil? We always confess evil words. Because John the Baptist, after serving God, he needed deliverance by himself. He needed restoration and he found nothing. You have sown your seeds. You have given tithe. You have gone into sacrificial stuff. But the situation is worsening. What do you do? David said that even if I go through the valley, the shadow, whatever, I won't fear evil. So John the Baptist, he's in prison. Not only that, he died in prison. Why? That's why people believe in God and they stop someone and say, why? I mean, God, you anointed this guy to come and do the work. Now he's dying like, on top of that, this girl comes out of the blue and asks for one of your family to go. John the Baptist sent his disciples. Can you go and ask if this, if this is really, really Jesus? I mean, this is John the Baptist who baptized Jesus. What was he baptizing? Who was he baptizing? Whom? On Monday, you are testifying that God is great. On Tuesday, God is not great because of the darkest hour you're going through. God must be God in your darkest hour, must be God in your waters, must be God in the fires. What I learned about John the Baptist, this character, it is to make sure that even if I do not have enough, I know God is there. He's been the source of my provision. He's been the source of my protection. He's been the source of my love towards him. I mean church of Christ. This is the moment not of being scared of what is going on. To some of us, we are in a room, vaccination, vaccine, vaccine, triple six, triple six, so what? You better encourage yourself in the word of God. Read the word of God uh, and act according to the word of God. Say amen. And now, when you look at the response of Jesus concerning what the disciples of, 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 of John are saying, he's standing, but he's not saying, John, go and die in the, in the, in the, in the prison. No, 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 no. But he's saying to, 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 to John, John, your faith must encounter the whole truth. And I do believe Jesus didn't know that his death, I know because he was God, but he know. He knew that his death might end up like that way. What do you say when someone is going through a lot? What do you say when the church is being scattered? What do you say when your finances are scattered? What do you say? What do you say when your child is not going in the, in the right path? Make sure that you confess positive. That's what I learned out of the character of John the Baptist. John the Baptist is saying, go and ask, is this you, Jesus? Are you taking my child? Are you speaking to my marriage? Are you allowing my marriage to be scattered? Why 
Why are you allowing my, my marriage to be on the verge of divorce, of divorce? What is that? Jesus. Jesus wanted John the Baptist to hold unto the faith he believed. Unto the word he believed. God is asking the church what he believed, hold unto it. Hallelujah. Another guy that really touched my life, another character, is Simon Peter. Simon Peter. <laughs> he said, Jesus, you don't understand. We are together in this. We are together in this pain. Have you ever been with a friend? I said, oh, we are together in this. Desire. Yeah. But when it comes to the pain in your body, nobody, even your husband, nobody, even your wife, nobody, even your siblings, only you. Simon Peter said, Oh my God, we walked together. And the very first thing we went, we were, Jesus, at the mountain, we'll be together, in the valleys, we'll be together. And Jesus said, are you sure? Let's go together for three days only. He slept like a dog that cannot bark. There is a mission for you, church. Listen very well. As individuals, there is a mission for you. And that mission is so costly. And that mission has some pain and has some good stuff. So we should not remain on the other side of negative. We have to be on the side of positive as well. Simon Peter, all of us, you know, is among the original disciples. Not the ones who came after the Nicodemus. No. He was so close to Jesus. I don't think that he was the unbearer, but he was so close to Jesus. Something hid his faith. He wrestled with his faith. Simon Peter, one of the 12 disciples of Jesus, he was known of his boldness. You remember when Jesus said, whom the men say I am? He was the one who said, yeah, I know, I know, I know. He was the very first one to say, eh, you are the Lamb of God. You are the Jesus, the coming God. He's the one who received the revelation from God the Father. He received that revelation. And he said, you are Jesus, the son of the living God. But at the same time, he didn't know that there is a place called... <laughs> There's someone in this room. Let me just let you know this. What you're scared of, it will come. But the beauty behind... Everything is the grace to endeavor the pain. There is grace for you to uh, encounter with the, fruit, the fruitfulness of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So Peter did not, didn't know. <laughs> uh, Matthew 26 from verses 69. Whatever, I want to encourage the church today that whatever you are going through, do not allow the word of God to go far away from you. Stay, stick, remain in the word of God. Abide in the word of God. Hallelujah. We are in Matthew chapter 26, verses 69. 
as I paraphrase Simon Peter after getting the revelation, have you have you ever been in a in a room of prayer warriors and the others are receiving revelations and for you are wondering what does she get this? How does he see God in this? Peter, he didn't know. Among the disciples, he got this boldness. He was graced to know that Jesus, this is Jesus, is uh, uh, Jesus, the Son of the Living God. Number 69 of chapter 26. Now Peter sat outside in the courtyard and a servant girl came to him saying, you also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before them all saying, I do not know what you are saying. Have you ever been? <laughs> you are on the streets. Everybody knows you that you are evangelist, street evangelist. Hey, Jesus heals. Come to the Lord. Come, guys. Jesus is the Messiah. But the following day, he said, were you not the one preaching about this stuff? Say, ah, <clears throat> was not me the second time. And when he had gone out of the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, this Pharaoh also was with Jesus of Nazareth. There is, there is, this, there is always these girls. You remember in the days of Apostle Paul? <laughs> There's always these girls. How will you know them? Receive a discernment spirit. But again, he denied with an oath. This time around, his faith is wrestling with swearing. He's a, yeah, I don't know him. No evil spirit will attack you in Jesus' name. You are in the blood of Jesus. And a little later, those who stood by, stood by, came up and said to Peter, Surely you also are one of them, for your speech betrays you. There will be some people who come to, co <laughs> to confront you. You are the one who said that. You, 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 you. Don't worry. What God is teaching us in these characters, what do you do? When your faith is wrestling, when you're wrestling with, your faith is like, mm, this is not God. The message here, before we leave this room, the, what was going, before we talk about what was going on in, 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 in Simon Peter's life, the reality hit everything. Humanity hit his faith. And then fear kicked in. But yet, there was mercy that would always say no. Jesus, you remember, all of us who understand, who read the Bible. Jesus prayed for Peter and he said, I am praying for you. 
that when you have been strengthened, you will strengthen others. Why? What are you doing in church? You are here to hear the word of God and go strengthen others. The reason why the church is not standing is because we want to be fed from Monday to Monday, January to January. Nobody's going to feed you. Time is coming where there will be persecuting the church and everyone will be on his run. But running with what? Worshippers, time is coming when you be alone. But what to open the doors is going to be your faith. Families are going through a lot in different nations. Persecution already has been there to some nations, like in China. They are undercover, always underground. For us, we have beautiful buildings. And now we have reached a stage of saying, ah, we don't need to be in the, in the building. Ah, we, we can be on Zoom. Zoom is Zooming us. Zoom is Zooming, yeah. You cannot, listen, you cannot be a worshiper who does not read the Bible. I cannot be a pastor who does not read the Bible. I cannot be an intercessor who does not read the Bible. Why? Preparing ourselves for the coming of the Lord. Preparing ourselves before Jesus comes back. There is a room. And the, the two rooms, beautiful room and darkest. The, the, that room that is full of, uh, of darkness. Simon Peter didn't know that there will be a time for himself. Peter's faith. Peter's faith, after he wrestled, it brought him back to Jesus. You remember that? Let me just read for us here. John 21, verses 15 and 18. He, Jesus brought him back to come and be a good shepherd. Do you get friends? John 21, as we finish here. We didn't even finish that one, but don't worry. The, the Matthew 26, from 69 to 75, it was all about what Jesus prophesied and came to pass in, 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 uh, in Peter's life. I pray that whatever the Lord has spoken in your life, you receive it in Jesus' name. We are in John 21, 15 to 18. Mercy will bring you back. Grace is there for you. Hallelujah. There's always grace. Remember that. Even when you're in that darkest hour, there is a grace besides you. That grace is then is speaking on your behalf. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than this? What are those? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again, a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Joyous, daughter of so-and-so, do you love me? <laughs> he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. 17. He said to him the third time. God will always give you another chance of thinking very well, of choosing right way. 
God will always give us that chance. And he said to him the third time. The other time was three times. This is another three times. How many times has God come to you asking you to serve him? Let me tell you something, people who online and this sanctuary. Whether you want it or not, you have to serve God. Whether you want it or not, you won't stand here and preach the gospel like I'm doing, but there's something you know very well the Lord has called you to. He has called you for, sorry. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? But what was Jesus chasing inside Peter? There is a revelation the Lord is trying to go deeper into your heart. That that revelation, if it comes, it shall be the healing of the nations. There is a revelation you've sat on for years and years. And the Lord is saying, come and rise up and do the work. There is a revelation inside of you. And it's been covered by shyness, by laziness. And the liberation of Jesus in you, if it cannot work one day on the judgment day, we will have to answer. Please, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget there is a day of judgment. And I'm speaking to myself. The conversation between Jesus and Simon Peter, it shows to us that we know what to do. But we should do it. Very early, where you while it is still daytime. John, then Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. This time, you know what to do. Go and feed my sheep. I cannot share everything today, but one thing I, I, I want to encourage you with us, whatever the Lord has called you to do, do it as you still have strength. After hearing the speeches of my sisters, my sister, she there was one, one of our, our, our brothers who is a pastor. And out of the blue, when he had gone to see her, she asked him, Pastor Fred, how is your neighbor? He said, I have so many neighbors. What do you mean, my neighbor? If someone asks you, who is your neighbor? And after she said to him, go and love your neighbor. Hey! This girl was a bullet from the heart of God. It was a bomb full of love and energy. Not these words that we speak when someone, even when she was a thief, even if she was a killer, and they would say, she was a good person, but there's a neighbor who is saying she was not. Adios enough. That's what some people will say. But our, our, our sister was really good. There are some things the Lord is saying to us. Feeding the lamb, what do you get? If you love God, then show that love. Take that love to your neighbor. Take that love to your pastor. Let the pastor take that love to the family. Do you get what I'm bringing to us? Serving God is not words. Faith is not words. Faith is action. Touch your pocket. Take the money to those people back home in Chanamkaka. 
In Nawero, people are dying. In Iruamagana, people are dying. And we are in the UK. And we are waiting for, hey, and we say, the government is not doing well. Are you doing well? We are against every, every president, we are against them. But even us, we cannot even buy a bar of soap to our neighbors. What is feeding the lamb? Feeding the lamb is taking the heart of God to people who are hurting. Do you know that people will sit and talk, to, will talk about people who are hungry? There was a time when we could not buy sugar in our houses, in our family. Busurwa. I know you have not gone into that. That, that, that sleeping of hunger. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes back say, can people really sleep? Yeah. There was that time when we could not afford a quarter of a kilo. Okay, so there is half kilo. Okay, there is a kilo. There is a half kilo. And then there is a quarter of a kilo. For a family of five sharing that coat. <laughs> and they're even buying it was not easy. And let me ask us, after that poverty, and I stand and I give testimony that I am, I, I am driving a beautiful car when I cannot flash back to those neighbors of mine. What is feeding the, the lamb? Pastor Ruben, feeding the lamb is not easy. But we are getting there. Number 18. There's someone in this room, you know you are called to serve. And God is going to give you grace to serve. But you need to understand what you know about God. It is the only thing that's going to work for you. Not what you know about your pastor. Not, not about the prophecy of, of the woman of God or women of God. But the word you believed. When these men are wrestling with their faith. When they are wrestling with truth. They is hard to stand out and go. To step out of their comfort zone. And go feed the lamb. Number 18 if it is there. If it is not there we stop there. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you guarded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will guard you and carry you where you do not wish. There is a particular time of being young, immature, and there's a particular time of being mature. The church of Christ is not growing because they want to hear what they want to hear. But when the word is coming, there's a word. There's a message you just feel like, I don't want to hear that one. But that is the medicine for your bones. That is the medicine for your faith. I used to hear that and there's a, this message and you're like, oh, it's like he's judging us. He's not judging us. He's commanding you to come out of those stuff. Simon Peter, he gets the revelation of Jesus. He is the key person. He's so important in, the, in every arena of his ministry. But time came when he could not stand. Let me finish with this. Elijah, all of us, we know about him. 
His faith was tested. He came, he commanded the drought, he commanded the rain, he commanded heaven and earth to stop. And by the way, these men of God and women of God, they, what they did, they, they were the original, they were not du duplicate of me, other ministers. Elijah has never seen anybody commanding the false prophets to die. But he comes and he says, enough is enough to these prophets of Baal. And he commands them to die, 400 of them and 50, I think. After that, because of his generation, they were so rebellious. And he commanded the rain not to come for three years and a half. And God was touched by his face and he said, let it be so. May God go with your faith and cause those doors to be open. To some of us, the doors are open. Yeah. I don't know what type of door that you're standing before. But let God do it in Jesus' name. Elijah did not know that there is a room of, of this um, king's wife, Jezebel. He didn't know. Some of us, we have to be prepared to read the word of God, meditate upon the word of God, act according to the word of God. That when the rain comes, you know the word for the rain. That when the diseases come, you have the word for the diseases. Elijah didn't know that there is a Jezebel coming after serving. Huge deliverance is done in, the, in his generation. Restoration has been there. The altars of prayer are back in its places. But there was a room of Jezebel. What do you do when you're wrestling with your, your faith? Elijah killed every false prophet. But when Jezebel shows up, fear kicks in. I mean, you have killed 450 women, uh, men. But this one woman stands before you. Where is the anointing? Elijah, where is the anointing? Deborah, where is the anointing? That you're serving. You. These questions I'm asking you, I've asked those questions last week. Where is this anointing? What is this anointing that has been breaking everything I have seen at my watch? But God has been allowing these things to happen that our faith may go on to another level. What I have learned in this as we go home, faith grows. Faith grows. And faith can be stagnant. And faith can cease. And faith can hear. Because if you look at is it Romans 5, 17, if I'm not mistaken, when he says that faith comes, if it's not Romans, Hebrews 5, 17, why he says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. When you are alone in the room, let your faith be strengthened by what you knew and by what you know about Jesus. Faith is being strengthened. Thank you so much. Romans 10. Oh, God bless you. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When your faith is wrestling, when you're wrestling, when your faith is, is, is at the wall of fear and fear is pushing it, remember to go back to the source of your faith. How 
do we speak to our giants by the word of God? What is the word of God saying to your situation? What you know about Jesus is the one that's going to take place in that very moment. I'm believing there's somebody in this room online who is about to say yes to the word of God. You've been in that place. God bless you. And Abigail, go and prepare. There will be a day when you'll be preaching. And we laugh. It's going to happen. Yeah. You like that? Yeah, me too. It is the joy of a, a father or a mother seeing people standing, their children serving God. So God is speaking to us. What do you think when you're in the midst of waters? Lift your eyes to the Lord and you'll find help. Always remember there's grace for you to go through those waters, those fires. He did not promise the waters will never be there. He said, waters will be there and I will be with you. Speak to your situation using the word of God. Are you in pain? What is the word of God saying about pain? Isaiah 53, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, we are healed. Let the word of God, read the word of God that you may be strengthened, that your faith may be strengthened, that your worship may be strengthened. Whether I am perceiving it with my desire or I am perceiving it with the spirit of God, I don't want to guess, but there's somebody in this room who is ready to serve God. You've been there under, you've been putting the anointing under the carpet, but this time around, God is saying, rise and shine, for the glory of God has come forth for you. If you're in this room and online, you want to serve God, stand on your feet, I want to speak to you. I want to speak to you concerning the laziness, concerning... Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I used to undermine my life. I used to undermine, despise who I am because of the, the language barrier, because of how I grew up. There is somebody in this room and online. I'm going to take this moment to speak to you. There is a person in this room and online. You must leave everything and follow Jesus. You must follow Jesus. Put everything aside and follow Jesus. And Father, I bring your daughter, Jacqueline Natukunda Onankunda. I bring your son, Oscar. I bring your daughter, Divine. And I speak, I, I bring peace to your daughter, Lord. I bring your daughter, Abby. I bring your son, Jita. I bring your daughter, Maggie. And those ones online, I cannot mention their names. I know you're there. And the spirit of the sovereign God is saying, remove your anointing under the carpet. You have stepped on it for years and years. This is your moment to shine. Somebody, almost every Sunday you have a word of encouragement. But you do not want to talk to your pastors. The door is open for you. 
you have a word of encouragement. Not everybody will preach. I pray for the grace to, to, to rise and serve God. I pray for the grace to put everything aside and meet with your creator. Right now in Jesus' name. In that room of shyness. In that room full of fear. In that room full of laziness. I speak strength from the word of God. That you will go with the hunger of God today. You will feel hungry. As you feel hungry to eat chicken. Same as you feel hungry to go and read the word of God. That's what the Lord said through Moses to Joshua that concerning the words of this word, you will never forget them, but you meditate upon them day and night so that you may prosper. I command the spiritual prosperity in our lives in Jesus' name. Spiritual prosperity to the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You just give the Lord a mighty hand clap. Everybody who you've been standing, we've seen you. We're going to speak to you this week. We are going to serve God. You cannot wait for somebody behind you whom we don't know. You cannot wait for somebody who used to, to be in the church for 2020. No. God uses those who are there. Do you get? This is the hour. And you rise in your power. And the power of God. There is this guy in, in the Bible. His name is Gideon. I'm taking your time. Just, just give me one minute. Gideon. The economy. The economy. <laughs> of heaven and earth. Was in Gideon. It was until. God sent his angel to speak into his faith. Like I was speaking into our face this afternoon. The angel of the Lord in Judges, uh, Judges chapter 6, the angel of the Lord stands before Gideon and he says, Gideon, I want the, the revelation of economy of this country to come out of you. There was so much going on because of the Midianites. Midianite, uh, you know that, Midianites. They had despised the God of Israel to zero. But yet, the man of God, Gideon, the last born of the family, God had him in his heart that he's the one to bring economy. There are some people you are called to do business. Do not be shy. Rise and do that business. To those who are graceful that, may God go ahead of you. In Jesus' name. Because the economy of God in the country, in this land, lies in you. When, Jer when Gideon said yes, the Midianites, they died after six years and seven years at Chuei. Everything was well with the economy of the land. I pray for the people who are called by God to make money. Let God go ahead of you. I grew up in these spiritual things and I, I, I was scared of talking about money. And I was say, hey, people love money than God, but you go and sleep hungry. Nobody teaches you how to, do, to make money. May God bless us as we walk by faith, not by sight. Not what you see. And not everything you see that is carrying you is the whole thing. It's not the whole truth. Let me pray for us. 
your majesty, I surrender to your word and to your will after preaching this message. May your spirit touch me as well, that I may not be like a signpost showing others to go this way and I go the other way. I pray by your precious blood, you continue to surround us, to engulf us in you, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name, Jesus of Nazareth, walk with these families, walk with your children, speak to them this week, encourage them, strengthen our faith. May you be with us like never before. Surround us, be with us. Father, I thank you and I give you the praise. I thank you in advance for the miracles, testimonies that are about to come forth next week, starting tonight. Let there be a miracle. My God, the miracle I'm talking about, the miracle that I will sit in my room and read the word of God and I'm changed and my mind is transformed. My God, I pray for my sisters and brothers who are struggling with what uh, the job is to do. I pray for a breakthrough. Those who are uh, online, may the word of God go ahead of you. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening to this sermon and I know you've been blessed. For more information about Shiloh Tabernacle and other sermons, please visit our website www.shiloh.org.uk and don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Shiloh LDN once again that's at Shiloh LDN you've been listening to Shiloh Tabernacle London changing lives, building dreams until next time God bless